This is Cockpits and Cocktails. We use this podcast to share stories and talk about all things aviation and aerospace. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Cheers to you and enjoy. Welcome, welcome to this edition of Cockpits and Cocktails. We are here today with at Emily at the airport. Could you tell us a little bit about where you work and how? Yeah, so I was a pilot first, definitely. Um, I uh, grew up around aviation, um, been around it my entire life. My family owns a Piper J3 Cub. My grandfather bought it in 1949 when my dad was a baby. So it's been in our family 73 years in like a couple of weeks, actually, it will be the anniversary of when he bought it in June. And so, yeah, so I grew up flying our cub and my dad was a pilot or is a pilot. Um, my grandfather was a pilot and just always was around aviation. Soloed at the age of 17, got my private pilot's license two weeks before I turned 30. So was a long-term student pilot, <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Um, and then didn't get into um, aviation as a career until gosh, well, I got my job as an airport manager, literally started on my 35th birthday. So uh, definitely the pilot came first. Actually, let's do talk about that because so many women, when I talk to them trying to, you know, when they say, oh, I've always wanted to fly and they say, it's too late for me. You know, I'm always trying to convince them it's never too late. Um, So maybe kind of share your story about the, how, your journey so that people do know you can eventually get to it if you've gone on and with other life uh, decisions, choices, and uh, now you've come around to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, for me, I just, the flying and the aviation, kind of my aviation world that I grew up in was not, didn't have anything to do with, um, you know, like aviation as a career other than military wise. Uh, my dad was an educator. He retired as a high school principal, was a football coach for 40 something years. So he, you know, flying was a hobby for us. It was something we did after work or on the weekends, we would drive out to the airport and go fly to kind of relax and unwind from, you know, the, the stressful jobs and school and whatnot. Um, and then all of the people that I knew that we flew around, all these, um, these guys that were friends with my dad, the majority of them were either Air Force or retired Air Force. And so I knew a lot of really, really good pilots, uh, which I'm so thankful for because they taught me how to fly and I'm grateful for that. But, um, you know, I knew from a young age, I didn't want to go into the military. That wasn't the lifestyle I wanted, not the path that I wanted, uh, which was pretty disappointing when I found out I had to go into the Navy if I wanted to be a Blue Angel pilot, because I really (laughs) wanted to be the first woman Blue Angel pilot. Yes. And then when I heard about, you know, boot camp and all that, I was like, man, never mind. So <laughs> I feel um, you on that. <laughs> yeah. Not not really my style. So anywho, so I, you know, I just kind of was like, okay, well, um, I knew I didn't want to be an airline pilot flying big huge jets, um, sitting there pressing a few buttons, taking off and landing, and then sitting there for an hour or two at a time didn't sound exciting to me either. Um, it's a wonderful career. Definitely not knocking that. It's so needed. And I fly on airlines all the time. So thank you to all the airline pilots out there. Uh, you're appreciated for sure. But that just, you know, didn't sound like something I wanted to do. I didn't want that schedule or that lifestyle either. So 
uh, yeah, that was really honestly the only two aviation careers that I ever really considered growing up. So I went to college and got a degree in psychology from the University of Kentucky, go Cats, and um, you know, started my career in education. Um, I worked with families um, at an elementary school and a middle school of low-income people, um, low-income students and, and their families, making sure that they had the resources that they needed so that they could learn. And it was a very fulfilling job. I loved my coworkers, um, but I just kind of always knew that it wasn't it wasn't my passion. You know, it wasn't something that I was excited to get up in the morning and go to work and, you know, that I was thankful that I was there. And that's what I've ended up finding in airport management. Um, I kind of got into it in a weird way. I would say, gosh, it's been probably five years ago, 2017, I was asked to be on the airport board at my local airport. I live in a pretty small town, rural Kentucky. And so our airport is just a small general aviation airport. We don't have an airport manager. There's no on-site staff other than there is a person that runs an, an FBO, but he's a mechanic. So it's not necessarily like a full service FBO like you would think of as a, at a larger airport. And so um, I was asked to be on the board. I accepted, excuse me, <laughs> after a year of being on the board, um, I was asked to be the chairman or chairwoman. So I took that position and I was super excited about it, loved every minute of it, found myself working from you know 7.30 to 3.30 at school. And then I would drive out to the airport after school was out and spend another hour or two at the airport. And you know, uh, just loved it, but it was also super time consuming because it wasn't something I could do during regular <laughs> my business hours, if you will. And so, you know, I remember telling my husband at one point, if I could figure out how to get paid for this, like to turn hanging out at the airport into my job, that would be great. You know, and that's when I really kind of knew that if I could figure out how to make that happen, um, that that's what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, a couple of years later, an opportunity kind of ended up falling into my lap in the next town over with a little bit larger, still a general aviation airport, but a little bit larger airport than the one in my town. And I jumped at it. And here I am two, a little over two years later. And so, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, I, I started a totally new career on my 35th birthday, which uh, was also two weeks before COVID hit. <laughs> so um, if there was any time to get into the, uh, <laughs> you know, transportation industry, <laughs> it was two weeks before COVID. And uh, so, it, you know, it was a little crazy there at the beginning for sure. But I, I absolutely am a firm believer that it is never too late. Um, now, if you're 85 years old and you want to be an airline pilot, it, it is because they won't let you. <laughs> it's too late there. <laughs> Dang it. But you could still be a pilot. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, I think everybody has their own journey. And, and even for me, growing up around aviation and always loving flying, always, you know, loving that part of my life and knowing that that was a huge part of who I am, I had no idea that I wanted to make a career out of it. And I honestly didn't really know that airport management was necessarily a career that even existed within the industry. All I ever saw, like I said, was kind of the military aspect of it, the, the pilot aspect of it, went to FBOs, you know, or airports occasionally. I flew off of grass strips mostly. So I didn't really have a, even a great view of like a public use airport. I didn't have, well, here's my local airport manager at my local airport because I never went to the airport unless I had to practice landing on pavement which I hated. And then we would, you know, usually go over there 
do some touch and goes and leave. And that was it. So I didn't really have a relationship with anyone in that role. So it wasn't ever something I considered. But, you know, once I did, then that obviously really kind of shifted my viewpoint. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I stumbled upon this lovely little career I have. Now, I love, uh, if you haven't followed her on Instagram, please do that. Uh, I love your messages. What is it that you uh, love sharing most? I know a lot of them are inspirational and hilarious, but what, <laughs> what message would you like to send out there? I think other than promoting just awareness of alternate aviation careers besides just being a professional pilot, which even within the niche of professional pilot, there's still a ton of careers that a lot of people don't know about other than being an airline pilot or being a corporate pilot. But there's so many other careers, non-flying careers, that even as a pilot myself, I don't want to fly professionally, except for maybe I, I, I would like to get my CFI and do some instructing very part-time kind of on the side. I would like to be able to instruct my son and things like that in the future. But other than that, I have, I have no plans, no really desire to fly as my job. I love flying for fun. But I think the message, and that's kind of the message that I, I like to promote. And that's why I like to do the funny stuff. In our industry, I think a lot of times pilots are, we get the reputation as like goofballs, you know, sometimes, which a lot of our personality definitely matches that. So it tracks, but it's very serious. There's so many life or death decisions and moments and situations that we have to deal with. It's a very high stress um, environment on both the airport side and the flying side, the aviation side, the, you know, flight side. Um, it, when we're, when I come to work every morning and I'm doing my runway inspection, I'm literally out looking to make sure that there's nothing on my runway that's going to kill somebody today. Or when we're looking at our emergency response, you know, we're, we're making sure that our, the, our, our local first responders going to know what to do, how to get in the fence. If there's a crash off the end of runway five, that, you know, those are things that we think about on a daily basis. It's even though we flying is fun, we, we, it's all very serious. I've also found out because my perspective was so different growing up in aviation, growing up with not only my own airplane or my, a family airplane, but I had a tail dragger that literally its purpose at this point in life is to fly for fun. So that's what we did most of the time. And even when I was doing my flight training, we would go up, do a couple lessons, do, you know, I would shoot a million touch and goes. And then I would say, Hey dad, can you just take me up? Can we just go do a couple loops or can we just go, you know, just do some wing overs, just, just have a fun flight. And I got to do that pretty much wherever I wanted, which is not the case for most people when they're going through flight training, especially if they're going through flight training as a, they are pursuing it as a career. So they get into these, you know, Cessna 172s, they take their discovery flight. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. This is so much fun. I want to do this for a living. Why would you not? But then every time they step into that airplane, they're at work or they're at school and it's serious and it's don't mess up. And it's, I'm paying $175 an hour for this thing on the cheap side, or it's, uh, you know, it, it, there's all these things. And I've seen several student pilots come into my airport over the last two years that are just stressed out. They've got a check ride coming up or they're getting ready to solo and they're not sure that they're ready or 
they just can't nail the landing. They can't get the flare at the right time that, you know, X, Y, Z, there's all these things. And then flying doesn't become fun anymore. Like we lose the fun and it becomes so serious. And again, it is, <laughs> we're, we're literally have people's lives in our hands as pilots and as, you know, airport staff, but um, flying should be fun. And most people get into flying because it's fun. And so we have to learn how to be able to, you know, find the fun in it again. So that's why even if, if it's, even if some, you know, student pilot is scrolling Instagram and they happen to stumble on one of my videos, which I'm not the only one who does funny aviation videos. There's definitely a couple more out there that I know you guys know, but you know, being able to make somebody laugh or make fun of the way we are, the way we do things, how pilots are, or how airport managers are, you know, like that's, it's just to be able to bring a little bit of laughter and a little bit of joy into sometimes serious and stressful environments and situations. So that's, I, I feel like that was a super long answer to your question. <laughs> no, I, and I think that you got, like, we, we talk about joking a lot, like all three of us only know each other. Basically Instagram brought us together and now we yeah. know each other. Now right. we've met, like there's, we get to meet up at, at if we go to Oshkosh together, like we, yeah. we get to do all these things. And neither of us thought that Instagram was going to do anything. Like I just was on Instagram for fun. You were on Instagram for Cooper's only been on in uh, not even two years. So like we're yeah. all just, it was just for fun. And yeah. a lot of people, um, you know, there's that, that it was a joke between somebody and I about like the cub and the Sears, but I literally, I've, I, I think the cub is the coolest thing ever. I've, never flown in one but like I want to I haven't made it that, that far yet yeah but um <laughs> like it's just a joke because it's not like that person hates Cirrus either it's just right we're we're trying to I think it's a very good point to make make us laugh or mm -hmm. like you know some of the ones that Cooper Cooper does like has me you know it's just all these jobs everywhere after COVID I don't I don't care anymore I do not care if I don't want to offend somebody, but I don't care about being like, well, I'm, I must cross my, you know, I, I'm not, I'm going to be me from here on out. I am done, you know, trying to be perfect. You know, we can laugh. We need to laugh. We need to live our life and we need to have friends and we need to enjoy this. And if we can open our eyes or anybody's into like children, I, I can't, I, I can't imagine where your son's going to go. He's literally years of years of years of years. It's just the snowball in your family. I think, I think it's a great, it was a great answer, but I do think that, you know, neither, I was 38 when I decided I wanted to take flight lessons. So like, it's not, I am, I have no interest of ever flying anything other than just to fly myself around or have fun. I have no interest in that. I don't think Cooper, I don't know if she does, but I, I can see her being like a CFI as well. Like I can see you guys oh, doing good that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have seven kids. You'll be like. Hmm, I have spent 28 years kids. teaching my seven kids. I do not want to teach anymore. I'm done. <laughs> She's like, no, thanks. <laughs> I use flying for fun and I am out there. I don't want to be thinking about helping some, I'm kidding. I, I literally love how I teach anymore. Yeah, yeah, but she has mentioned that before and she's told me several times, this is mommy's fun time. Like this is, mm -hmm. it's not like we're going shopping all the time. It's our fun thing to do. We go flying. Yeah. It's, 
it's also a different feeling when you get off the ground. It is what it is. But I think it's funny how neither of us and so many other people didn't get into flying for a career. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for women to know, uh, since this is a female run podcast, um, I think it's important for women to know that it's okay to have gone through uh, life and then find another passion and it's not too late. That's what I really want to stress. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got a good friend that's in my 99th chapter that is, um, she is, you know, I would say in her forties and she just had, you know, I think her daughter graduated from high school. I think she's got another child that's in high school and she is like on track. She's in ATP school right now and she's on track. She wants to fly for the airlines. She's led an entire life being a mom. She's teached um, or taught drama. I'm not sure what other she, I'm sure she's had some other career paths that I'm just not really aware of, but you know, she's like, I want to fly and I want to do it for a living. Like this is my time to get to do, you know, what I want to do now. And the funny thing is her daughter is going to be a student, I believe this fall at EKU, uh, which is in their aviation program. Like she's like me too, mom. So they're like kind of going through it together, which is really neat to see, you know, like her, deciding at this point in her life that she wants to do this for herself has kind of inspired her daughter um, to, to get into flying as well, which is really neat to see. But yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm totally with you there. You know, that it, it's, you just, at some point, especially for women, life happens, you know, especially when we're young, we get married, we want to have children, you know, of course, not everybody does, but you know, a lot of us do. And then that kind of becomes our focus. And even for those of us, I mean, I've had a career, my entire marriage, my entire time being a mom, I've had a, had a job. I was never a stay at home mom, but um, you know, even then it was, you know, uh, it was nice to work at the school because I was close to home. I got off it early in the afternoon. Um, My son, you know, is a little older now. He'll, He'll be in third grade next year, but you know, my schedule is very different now than it was when I worked at the school. I work longer hours. I'm on call all the time. I literally stepped out of church for 20 minutes this morning on a phone call and you know, which happens. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a different choice, but I'm, I couldn't be more, uh, fulfilled probably, you know, at this point with, with what I've got going on career wise. So I'm, if there's something that you decide you want to go after, go after it. Who cares if you're 45 or 55 or whatever, you know? Yeah, do it. I do. I do think that a lot of moms put their, put themselves last. I mean, yep. I'm pretty sure all three of us have, it doesn't yep. mean that you haven't had a career. It's just, yep. oh, I always wanted to fly or I always wanted yeah. to do that. Like, and it's just like, it's almost like I've, I've always wanted and stays over in that corner. Right. It could be anything. I want to go skiing. I want to do that. Like, right. Um, so I definitely, I think that the three of us, what we're trying to do, um, and not intentionally, um, on Instagram, but it's become something, um, it's nothing like hearing, you know, hearing someone say that you've inspired me and I'm like, what, how, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's, it's a great thing. I think. And especially for women, I think that if we can keep doing it and there's, I I don't really have any male pilots that aren't encouraging. It's just, how is it 2022? And well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I've, for the most part, I would say 90, 
uh, 98% of the male pilots that I've been around have been wonderful, you know, great, uh, excellent, good friends, good pilots, treat me as an equal, treat me as a, you know, peer, you know, and not anything less or anything different. The men that I grew up with, which are all, you know, in their 70s, um, and definitely if anybody, you know, you'd think that generation would kind of be a little bit more old fashioned with things. I mean, those men taught me how to fly and they did not expect anything less from me than they would have if it were my brother or any, anybody else in the cockpit with them, uh, which I'm so grateful for. But, you know, it's, it, it's just, there's so many things and so many reasons that we could, you know, talk all day about what, why there's still 7% of us, you know, versus, um, you know, 20 years ago when there was six or 7% of us. And it's, there's still just so many things we've come a long way, but there's still so many things that are just barriers to us. Maybe not necessarily barriers in the sense of someone in your face telling you, you can't do this. You can't be a pilot, but it's just not, you know, until something kind of becomes more normal, it's, you just don't think about it. It's just not a, a career that most little girls grow up thinking could be something that they want to do. And, you know, I think hopefully that's the maybe the good thing about some of the social media or YouTube or whatever it is stuff that we do um, is to try to help you know show other young women or or old women or you know middle-aged women that you can absolutely do this and it is you know here we are doing it you know and it, it's something you can do because it's just it's hard when when you're when you don't see that representation it it makes it difficult well, and, and the more, the plane doesn't the more we can get of that, better. The plane doesn't know your sex. I mean, come on. Oh, no. In the plane and it's like, oh, woman. oh no, there's oh, boobs. No. I'm so going to use that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've said that before. Oh, Absolutely. No. no, my cub does not care. It does not care my sex. It does not care my sexual preference, my sexual yeah. orientation, my doesn't care about your degree. color of your hair. It doesn't care. Right. It doesn't care if I'm blue-eyed or brown-eyed or brown or yellow or pink or whatever color it does not care it cares how i can fly it how i can handle it yeah and, and wants to live for the 74th birthday all right yeah <laughs> make it that far for me no, I, Are you, I heard, I heard oh, once that the average age for a woman to get her pilot certificate is i think 62 that takes 62 years to get it no i heard <laughs> that the average age for a woman, and I think the average age for a man, I'm talking about general aviation here, is like late 50s, but for a woman, so I think women are, more women later in life are realizing that this is a possible, a possible in the, passion in dream. Half of them's husbands are probably dead, and they're like, finally. Exactly. <laughs> <my life." laughs> I just snorted. No. Oh, that's awesome. Are yeah. you going to have a birthday party for your cub? Because I kind of feel like you should. So, and I feel like I should come. <laughs> okay. So technically the birthday we celebrate, it would be in September because that's the registration. And she just had her 75th because she's a 1946 model. We bought her in 49, but she's a 46. So we just had her 75th birthday back in September. And we actually had some little cupcakes and I had cupcake toppers. <laughs> But it was just she me, my husband, and my for dad. Her age. Yeah, my, my dad wasn't Some even good there. Good cosmetics there. Yeah, he was on a football game. But um, 
so we That's yeah great. so we'll we'll do a we'll we'll maybe do a little birthday but when it's the 75th anniversary of our family yeah. having ownership which will be uh in two years so two years from june two years that's from awesome now, um we'll have to do a big shindig yeah sure. i think you should and yeah. i mean you you'll just have to fly the tears down what did you just have at your airport i mean we're running out of time but what was that yeah. big event you just did so we did a, a bonanza fly-in actually uh well beach craft we called it the beach bash in the bluegrass um so it was kind of organized uh started the idea came from one of our tenants who actually lives in florida but he he has property up in kentucky flies his bonanza up all the time and um he was like hey let's have a you know beachcraft bonanza party flying up here and i was like okay cool you invite your friends and i was thinking we'd have like you know 15 20 planes like i'll get some hoagies yeah it'll be great you know we'll have some pizza and it'll be fine and it ended up being a whole weekend we had over 60 airplanes in um we took them to a disti- a local distillery down the road because we like our bourbon in Kentucky we wanted to show everybody a good time we had a bluegrass band uh we took them out to a farm like we we had a, it was a ball we had a great time it was awesome so that's, they're, that's they're cool. slowly trying to convert me to be a a, a bonanza bonanza girl. person so when I'm in multiple plane family when I'm ready to right? which we're we're hoping to purchase something at some point that our family can travel in because the cub is mm, wonderful serious? not a I'm not a traveling airplane. I don't know. I don't feel like probably, probably out of my price range for only four seats, but we'll- okay. So this is cockpits and cocktails. What is your favorite bourbon cocktail? Oh, my favorite bourbon cocktail is an old fashioned. For Immediately sure. answered. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. I know which bourbon I like the best. Um, specifically a spiced old fashioned is my favorite. And there's, those can be made several different ways, but I actually had the best one I've ever had at a, a resort in Florida. And it was so amazing. Every, my husband was at a conference and um, so we, we all three went and he would come back from his classes having been gone all day. And I was with my son all day long at the pool or whatever. He would come back from his class and I was like, I'm going to the bar. Bye. <laughs> Your turn. And I'll go down there and drink my spice old fashioned and make friends at the bar. It was great. Awesome. And, and did you be like, I'm a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Share with everyone how they can uh, connect with you on your social media platforms. Yeah. So Instagram, I am at Emily at the airport. Um, I'm Emily at the airport pretty much everywhere. So I have a YouTube channel. I will be hopefully getting some videos out in the next, I would say two months. I'm hoping to have at least one or two uploaded by Oshkosh. Um, But if not sometime in August, I've got some cool ideas that I'm doing there. And then Instagram and Facebook, I'm Emily at the airport. I have a TikTok. I don't post on TikTok a ton. Yeah. I'm so, so those, glad we got you on here. Yeah. And you were like so texting me. me, wink a wink. I'm like, <laughs> we have to do this. But I talk yeah. to Emily all the time. This is the greatest thing that we could have a great friendship. And I think that we should do like a meet and greet at Oshkosh or something. Definitely. I'm not yeah. sure. Right. Just line up for us. The 2022 EAA Air Venture in Oshkosh. We will all be there. Hey, hey, hey.